When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison out of Salt Lake. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Thanks for coming back, guys. And thank you all for listening and for all the, the five-star reviews on iTunes and for telling a friend. We, we couldn't do without all that. So we yeah. want to keep in our, our top 10 position in the design <laughs> we were, category. We were top two uh, a couple days ago. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, Nick, you're really the, good like, at keeping track. It makes like me in the middle lazy. of the night. <laughs> Probably bad that I check a lot, but I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's good. <laughs> Competitive it's good. nature. I, yeah. I love seeing that. And hey, on, the, on another note, I saw a ton of really good comments on the website um, after each episode and went through those uh, a few months in the past. And it was great to see a lot of um, people chiming in there as well. I don't know if you've checked that out, mm-hmm. Wes, but um, cool. I logged on and replied back to a few people. It was really cool to see a whole other uh, avenue of people's comments. Yeah, the cool. community involvement is awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, if anyone has anything to say about any of these episodes – if you have a bone to pick with us, if you disagree, come if on. You, if you think we're awesome, <laughs> go ahead and leave a comment and we'll, you know, we'll get back to you or just feel free to engage with the other listeners that way. Definitely. Yeah. All right, cool. So what's going on with you guys? Anything interesting? Mm. I'm putting the finishing touches on my video today. Oh, yeah. It's been oh, cool. Yeah. It's a whole other uh, um, ball game when it comes to like trying, you know, my buddy does the editing so well in the filming, but I guess strategically putting it in the right places with the with the dialogue that we did. It's been a challenge, but uh, I'm loving yeah. it. It's Editing it's going to look is... really. It's going to be really cool. I can't wait to to show it off on I the website. I can't wait to see it. Soon. That's going to be cool. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, give us a preview. What's the? Uh, it's what's all the about, nature of the video. It's all about talking about branding and you uh, really talking to a new a new customer for the first time and maybe giving them the advantages of why working with our team and doing branding from scratch. I, I kind of came up with this idea that branding from scratch is kind of the what I'm really kind of zeroing in on and mm-hmm. the kind of clients I want to get who are starting from scratch and have nothing or starting over again with a rebrand. So it really takes them through the process of starting with the brand, having something unique and originally on original to your own business, and then how we take it from there and go to packaging, point of sale, retail executions and things like that. And kind of highlighting the new office space. So it's kind of putting a few little things in one, but um, it's been really cool. I, um, I can't wait. It's really, really cool. Yeah, you got to let us know when it launches. And yeah, if you're, sure. uh, your friend is editing editing it or you're doing that yourself? No, he's doing it all. I don't okay. – <laughs> no, <laughs> no patience <laughs> to learn a whole new skill. Yeah. Um, but we sat through it this morning and kind of did this – put it in the right order in the right segments. And it's just looking really nice. It's real simple and clean. Uh, he used a fantastic new camera. So the quality looks fantastic. Um, and I'm helping cool. him out with some logo work. So, again, like we talked about before, bartering yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see helps. how you benefit, like work wise, how mm-hmm. you benefit from it. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How are things with you guys? All good? It's great. Yeah. Good. Busy. Um, finally hired an SEO guy for my good. site. Nice. I feel like I've taken it as far as I can take it. Yeah. So I found someone uh, who has very high hopes and, Good. you know, hopefully it works out the way he says it's going to work out. If not, then it's going to be cut the cord <laughs> on, time. But On to the next. <laughs> on to the next, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you guys an update on that Good to next hear. time maybe. So. Cool. What about you, Mikkel? What's new? I'm, I'm working with a new company where that's more like contract-based. So mm-hmm. I'm, in a cha- I'm in a chat room with all these dev contacts and it's really fun like the way that they think is way over my head 
but they turn to me for like, I don't know, this needs a facelift. What can we do? And they're really good guys. Nice. They're out of Seattle. My point, main point of contact is from the Bay Area. And it's just been really enjoyable so far. Really, good really deal. fun. Yeah. Whole new so, way of working, huh? Young dudes, startup business, like they just, it's just refreshing. They're so energized, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really fun. Cool. Well, you know what's not fun is doing invoices, and I think we've got a workaround for that. Nice segue. Love it. <laughs> Good one, Wes. <laughs> so, uh, like, yeah, invoices are not fun. We can joke about it, but who loves doing that? So that's what FreshBooks is all about. You are able to upload your logo. They pull the color scheme from that. They send out the invoices. They send out the reminders. 30 seconds on, you know, between going in there and having a finished invoice, 30 seconds start to finish. Um, you know, it's just, it's a great way to keep your brand in front of your clients and mm-hmm. just to look really professional and have them do all that, you know, the nitty gritty work of actually getting your money for you. Yeah. Yeah. I started using the that. time tracker feature this past week, oh, which is I kind of nice. That yet. Um, mm-hmm. I have a few specific projects I really want to be right on the point with yeah. on as far as tracking my time because yeah. there's been a lot of changes and mm-hmm. totally forgot that service is 100% available on FreshBooks. So giving yeah. it a try and the expenses what side. What if you forget to hit pause? Uh, and you get then to I, have a lot of billable hours. <laughs> it's the best month ever. <laughs> <laughs> FreshBooks don't lie. No, yeah. Seriously, kidding. can you go back and- I correct yeah. anything you can. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's totally uh, flexible with that. I, I've yeah, been, good. I had a few moments where I left it kind of running and just kind of, you have to be up to your drink. own calculation. I'm use the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still going. Well, like, I look it's at run, that, like, it's, it's running right now as we yeah. record. I'm like, well, when you have a is... nine to five job, you get to go to the bathroom and charge it to company time. Come on now. Totally. <laughs> but anyway, FreshBooks is awesome. We, uh, Mikkel and I are kind of new at it. Nick is an old pro at it. And I keep paying every month because it's that it's just worth it to have it. Yeah. It's, it's a great system. And we yeah. get one month free for our listeners and you don't even need a credit card to sign up. How cool is that? So just go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and then enter deeply graphic in the how did you hear about a section? Cool. Awesome. All right. Now, Mikkel, you want to? Sure. Take it. Yeah. So a number of episodes ago, some of you listeners may have, may remember that I mentioned that I spent a whopping amount of money at the Apple store and I decided to make an upgrade for myself. This is like Christmas morning and then all of January trying to figure out how to work this thing, which has been a beautiful experience, but I knew that I needed some help with some setup maneuvers and what the sales representatives of the Apple store physically had told me when I purchased this bad boy was to take advantage of consultants.apple.com to seek somebody in the local area that could physically come to the home and help me out with areas that I'm requesting and then some. Right. So that is how I met Brett, who is a guest on our show today. Yay. Welcome, Brett. Hey, thanks. Welcome, Brett. Thank our you. first audience response. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so this was an extremely beneficial experience for me. And um, for that reason, Brett has been sweet enough to be on with us today. When you first told me, Mikkel, you do a podcast called Deeply Graphic, I wasn't sure what to expect. <laughs> so oh, I just found awesome. out, I just found out in the intro hearing you talk about design things. It's a design uh, podcast. I thought maybe it was a violent movie, like all these yeah. movies to prepare. Hardcore graphic. Porn. Exactly. Yeah. It's Brett, like Brett was getting really ready for this one. <laughs> but no, I'm happy to be here. And thanks, Mikhail. My, my background, I'm, I'm a real software geek. I love apps. I love, uh, learning about technology, and I was kind of surprised to find everyone doesn't have that, share that same love. <laughs> Some people hate technology, and they see it as you know a necessary burden that they have to suffer through. And uh, I've just loved the opportunity to help people not be intimidated by technology and really to maximize. You know, we're spending a lot of money on our equipment these days, and it can do so much, and it can be overwhelming. You think, well, I'm not utilizing 5% of the technology I own. And it really needs to be turned around to say, well, what are you trying to do with your technology? And that's what I've really focused on. My background with uh, software 
I really started, this is going to date me, but uh, about 20 years ago, I started in video game software and spent some time at Midway. If you remember the N64 launch, I was there for that with the first games there and just loved working oh. with sales, uh, different retail headquarter buyers and talking to them about software. And then the last 10 years, I spent more on the development side, started a little animation company with a couple of friends and really learning how to run my business. And then kind of on a whim, I've always loved Apple products, but I thought, you know, we had a lean year running our own business that we needed some help with covering the health benefits. And I looked at my local Apple store just as a thing, maybe once a week or a weekend to work 15 hour minimum. Within 30 days, I had full time benefits from working wow. there. Yeah, it's awesome. So I got to hear that. Off. Yeah, it's a great, great company. In fact, a lot of the younger employees that work there, I said, you're so lucky because, you know, I was paying a thousand bucks for my family insurance a month before I could cover any other expenses, let alone payroll. <laughs> and so I said, you're getting like the premier software uh, health benefits here. Um, you should take advantage of that. So I did that for about three years. I worked on the business team and saw the potential for more on-site support. At the time, we only had one Apple consultant in the Valley in Salt Lake City, where I'm from. And by the time I left, there were about four. There's still plenty of business in every market for Apple, uh, for Apple consultants. Mm. And I just saw, you know, the great opportunity to do what I love and not always, quite frankly, I was getting tired of also talking about cellular phone plans with iPhones. <laughs> and I want to get back to I what bet. I really love. So yeah. yeah, that's me. Cool. So the whole idea is that you're in this network of consultants that are approved and, and used by and recommended by Apple. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a I, great, that's great. I never even knew of this, to be yeah. honest. I know. I hadn't either until I mm -hmm. bought this new equipment. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of understated. I know Apple's getting more aggressive uh, every year to try to promote it. But yeah, it's a great program. I mean, it's free. So you can just sign up with uh, as a small business owner, any Apple employee, any Apple store, and uh, anything from having invoices predetermined and equipment set aside ready for you uh, to you'll get a discount. They call it loyalty pricing after you purchase uh, a few systems with them. It's mm -hmm. so a direct contact. One thing is we all, if you've gone to an Apple store, you know, you may or may not get the same consultant or specialist helping you because there's some turnover and some are college students. So with business, it seems to be a little more consistent. You can develop a relationship with the team and they will look out for you and they'll help nice. you. They'll, you know, have what they call briefings where they'll sit down and do some discovery to find out what you want to do with your equipment. And it's a great resource. Everyone should really, if you're using Apple products, you should tap in and use it. That's great. Nice. Yeah. So let's start, if that's okay, about some – just with respect to small business owners because that's what we all are sure. or, and or you know, for a lot of listeners out there what they're striving to be. So we don't obviously have an IT desk that we can write up a ticket. Miss those and days. So, yeah, I, I actually do too. <laughs> we, God, one click away. Something goes to hell and we're like, oh no, what do I do? So I would love to discuss main issue areas, Brett, that you've found common for small business owners that you supported, sure. supported over time that where you're like, oh, they, you know, where it's just been a no brainer to sure. recommend stuff. Absolutely. And, and to, answer, to kind of tie into answering that question, we talked about relationship and I think having a relationship with an Apple consultant is really key. Because these things will come up, and I'm, I'm in a lot of businesses, I'm in a lot of homes learning about how people use technology, and I want to share that with my other clients. Sure, And so, yeah. yeah, to your point, I see a lot, you can imagine, I see a lot of the same things over and over again, and you asked for a few specifics, and I'll share those with you. Um, I found, you know, I, I, I know we can't get away from email, everyone's using email, but I really stress to get away from using your inbox as a to-do list. Mm -hmm. Just a basic mm -hmm. one that is so valuable. I just say, you know, how do you know one email is more important than the other? And they'll say, well, it's depending on the time it comes in or I've got, I flag maybe the ones that I want to work on today. And mm -hmm. those really, you know, we talk about friction, the idea of just eliminating as much as you can from trying to do your day-to-day. -day, and that's a huge one. Just eliminate the friction by processing your email um, I actually, my approach is a little 
unique. Um, a lot of the consultants, at least in my area, they have more of the mentality of I want to you know, call me if there's something's broken or something I can work on and then I don't hear from you for a while. Where I really, again, that relationship piece, I try to have that and I find that a lot of the issues people think they have with technology thinking, oh, it's, I need to find a new app to solve this problem. A lot of the issues is taking a step back, more of a holistic approach mm -hmm. and saying, you know, your process is what we need to work on. And, <laughs> you know, they're afraid to go there true. first, right? I can't, I can't be wrong. It's exactly. the app. <laughs> sure, sure. And I'll get, it's cute. I'll get some calls from other consultants to say, I don't know quite how to tell them. So I didn't want to. So I gave him your card and said, this guy is more of a tech coach. He'll kind of help you with these processes, but you know, maybe procrastination. And so we got to figure out what's the friction that's trying to keep you or holding you back from getting mm -hmm. what you need to get done. It actually is not relative to your machine. It's all about your personality. Right. The problems with you. <laughs> yeah. But it's related, right? Here's we, a therapist that I've sought over the <laughs> past 10 years. That's right. <laughs> you know, unless we learn how to process, going back to the email idea, until we know how to action, you know, move on the action of an email, if it just sits in our inbox, it's just going to add that you know, occupy that time in your mind or your brain um, when you really could be using it to be creative like your mm -hmm. listeners do. And it's just too bad that something like email can hold us back from doing that. So that's just one example, really utilizing your inbox. I hear about the inbox zero approach. I, you know, that may or may not work for clients, but just the idea of using, don't let it become something that you're a master to. You really tell the, tell your email what to do, you know, it's, yeah, and then manage it that way. Um, other things I'll stress, I think having a good CRM, you know, a consumer relationship manager is really critical. I will, you know, these are basic things, but I'll just meet with clients that will say, well, I met with them last week and I, you know, gave them a brochure. We talked about this and that. And I said, do you have it documented? No, it's in my head. I got it. I'm like, no, <laughs> not a good idea. I'm not yeah. saying you can't remember that because obviously you did remember it, but you shouldn't be using your mind for that. Put it on paper or put it in some digital form, forget about it. And then when the time's appropriate, you know, when you need to action on that, then yeah. it'll pop up and think of it then. Well, I think in, in design, I'm sure you all have created workflows and things that help you get your work done, your job done. And there's no reason why technology shouldn't be at the forefront of that. And, you know, I find that if you, and again, I'll literally sit down with a client for the first hour when I do a consultation and watch them work Sometimes they're like, you know, intimidated, like they're trying to do everything right. I'm like, just do like you normally do. And I'll see some reoccurring, you know, repeating things. So I say, if you're going to repeat something more than once, why not automate it? And there's so many great, you know, text expansion kind of apps that you can hmm. one hotkey and, and do a form response to an email that you're doing a lot. Or if you're finding that you have to rename a file, you know, a, a certain a photo file and you need them all moved to a folder, automate that. And there's so many great tools that you set it and forget it and then things just get done. That's a huge one. Brett, Brett That's something supports. something I always try to do. Yeah, yeah I I'm do so too. Bad at it. The file yeah. convention thing and the t directory structure, totally, of course, yeah. project by project. But br I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, Brett, yeah. that you're referring, you, you, Brett supports photography businesses. And so he sees these business owners work with, I mean, hundreds of thousands of imagery mm -hmm. and it's amazing where we get comfortable in our, with our own routine, our own way of going about things. And little do we know that within a week span, for example, there is a workflow process that might drop all those actions down by a millisecond each to each action, right? But over the span of a week, that might mean an hour or two. Yeah. Yeah, you it's can incredible. take a nap on Friday afternoon. How great would that be? <laughs> right? I'll save it's that incredible. Time. So yeah. it's just it's it's also about having, you know, as a small business owner, when you take advantage of these tips and tricks from others, to have an open mind about shifting your routine. Yes. For the benefit in the for the in the long haul. You know, absolutely. You know, yeah, one I, thing, um, Wes just kind of hit on the idea that if you free up time, so you have Friday afternoon free, I, one thing just to stress, and I, you know, this gets more into the holistic approach, but I just, the, t the time that you can save, 
I think you need to put back into your life if it's spent yes. with people you love or things you love. Instead, I'll hear clients say, well, that's great. I can get so much more done. I'm like, well, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. Mm-hmm. You know, use free up the time to do the leisure things or meditate or, you know. Right. Rather than, oh, I can, I can kick off that other project that's been pending. (laughs) Yeah. It's so hard not to, for us to think that way. Fill it with a, fill it with a positive. If you've cleared up some time, right. It just makes uh, so much more sense to think in that realm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's like if, if you find money, you buy something stupid with it. Don't pay, don't pay the mortgage with it. Exactly. You know, I buy a grill for your teeth or something, you know, <laughs> a grill. Um, I love that you've mentioned the word holistic a couple of times already, because it was a while ago, but we at one time did have an episode specifically that wasn't like design-esque at all. It was about quality of life. Yeah. And balancing your life, balancing work with play do you let, do you, does your business define you? If it does, it's, it's a little bit, that's a little bit nerve wracking and everybody has a different way of approaching their life. So, you know, I just talk, spoke yeah. with my uncle for the first yeah. time in I don't know how many years. And he said, I'm never going to retire. No way. Am I ever going to retire? I love what I do. And there was something beautiful about him stating that because mm. he's high on life. He's high on what he does for life. He has a true passion for what he does. And it's not mm-hmm. to say that we all don't, Mm-hmm. But you need you need the balance. You need to get out. You can always improve it too. That's the thing. Regardless, I think like you're saying, where you are on that meter, um, all these little things. If it gives you some extra time to be to live life rather than be so stressed at work, I think you nailed it. If you're defined by all this, uh, your balance is probably off. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and we all kind of struggle with it. We all yeah. Do. There's it, a lot to be said about that. Absolutely. So these productivity tips would be I, – I, I love the whole idea of, of automation. I've never really looked into it so much. Me, me um, neither. And it only happens – I only think of it when I am in that spot of doing – having to do something and repeating the process and the steps 80 times for something. Time something's. and again. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, any tips on where to look for some of these – where are the hubs to kind of get introduced into that or even working with a consultant if that's the way it should go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's tons of resources online. I'll give you a couple, maybe in your show notes, if you want to share Perfect. with the listeners. But I think even basic things that we often overlook, uh, keyboard hot hotkeys and shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've got a few that are just standby. I mean, if you're using a Mac, the command spacebar will pull up your spotlight. Yeah, and that's just a basic thing. But I'll see clients, you know, either <laughs> type in or go up to spotlight. And like, you know, let me just teach you a quick one. Yeah. Or the triple tap on the mouse or your trackpad to highlight the whole line or the whole paragraph. Little things like that that, you know, again, I'll watch the workflow. I'll watch a client go through these things and I'm making little notes of things right. that I can help them on. Um, use the resources of help, you know, the, the mm-hmm. drop-down menus. Um, I know manuals can be dry, but sometimes you just read those quick um, start getting started or type guides. Um, yeah. Take control or great app, great guides online okay. for the Mac. Those are great. Um, I think gestures, if you're using a trackpad or a mouse with the Mac, you can do gestures. <clears throat> Excuse me. And those are great shortcuts, things that can really um, auto- automate. When you talk about automation, I mean, I'll, I'll share in the notes. There's a few for the great. Mac I can speak cool. to that cool. really, really That'd help. Be great. Yeah. Can you give us a couple tips of different automations you can do that people wouldn't normally think about? Sure. Uh, we talked a little bit about when Mikhail said file association. So if you automatically, you know, for reference, you move files to your desktop. And it's almost like I walk into somebody's dirty attic or their room. It's just you know, close, <laughs> yeah. scattered yeah. everywhere. They're afraid to show me their desktop. And it's cute. Sometimes I'll, go and be, <laughs> sometimes I'll go and there'll be a folder that says clean desktop. And I know yeah. everything that they've drugged from their desktop is in that little folder <laughs> just for me. So I'm like, have you seen that? Have you seen multiple <laughs> versions of that folder? <laughs> exactly. yeah. Clean one, clean two. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just simply setting up rules. Um, Hazel is a, is a great little utility for the Mac. And you can set up rules to say, you know, if it's on my desktop for too long, meaning a day or two days, then this is what I want to do with it. If it's oh, nice. a graphic mm-hmm. file, put it in this folder. If it's a DMG, it's a downloadable uh, you know, image file, put it to the trash. Because by now I've already installed that software. I don't need that DMG file there anymore. You can nice. set up these rules. And then, again, you don't really change the way you do things. You let 
Hazel in the background take care of those things That's for cool. you. Um, the t the uh, keyboard shortcuts are the um, the ways you can go into your iPhone or the Mac and set up little keyboard shortcuts where you know everyone has the default O M W is on my way, and you can mm -hmm. add your own. So I've got mine now dialed in for you know my personal address, my business web uh, email address. Um, anything, again, you find yourself doing a lot, automate right. those mm -hmm. shortcuts. So you just do a couple strokes. And of course, when you're talking iOS and um, OS 10, those are across board. So you create a shortcut on one, everything else syncs and shares it those. It syncs. Oh, okay. yeah. so nice. Cool. Yeah. Do you have any specific tips? Because this is the bane of my existence is passwords. <laughs> oh, passwords. Oh, yes. Yeah, because yeah. I've got I've got my go to password that I use for everything. Yeah. But some places <laughs> this are is a like good question to go over. But some some sites are like, oh, you can't have that kind of password here, and they demand so another. Uh, yeah, really? or they want you to change Character. it every so often. <laughs> so you is add a one a, to it. Yeah, you add a two. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a really great system for kind of keeping track of all your passwords that you know of? Sure, absolutely. Okay. So initially, if you're using the Mac um, in Safari, you've got built in. A, a way to save passwords that, you know, you're, you're prompted, do you want to save this email, this password when you go to a site? That's built into every Safari. So if you look in Safari preferences, uh, passwords, it's already keeping a lot of them for you if you elect to say yes. And you can see your passwords in a pinch. So that's kind of the basic level. Um, if you're going to go further, there's two I really like and recommend. One is 1Password, so the number one, password.com. We hear that often. It's a really great app. It's, not, it's now cross-platform, so you could use it now if you're Windows as well. Um, the other one is LastPass, L-A-S-T-P-A-S-S, LastPass. Yeah. And they also have a great solution. And clients ask me all the time, like, do I want to step up to use one of those paid ones or should I just use the free one? And I highly recommend, for example, 1Password I'm more familiar with they'll have an audit that will go through all your passwords and they would totally bust us because they would say you're using the same password for 95% of your sites. Not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. what, what, do, right. what do these people expect us to do? <laughs> like, I know. I know. How right. many can we possibly keep in our heads? Sure. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. I, part of my business, I do Don't work you with. Don't think that the forgot password is commonly used all the time and people just, I mean, repeatedly well, use that. You know, yeah. it, totally, and I—it's the one—it's—it's it's a funny thing you bring this up because I think it's the one area we haven't streamlined. Right, it, it's almost embarrassing, and I—you know—it's great too. Is not to plug, but FreshBooks on mm -hmm. the iPhone app is ID Touch now, so yes. which is great. Oh, and once you do it cool. once, and I'm almost thinking that's going to become why, more mainstream. Don't we, you think? Yeah, and I know, I hope so. and and Brett, maybe you have some insight on the iPhone Seven, but I heard there's going to be some kind of there's rumors that they're going to have um I uh oh. uh. Like it's going to be able to read your 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 eye as right, an yeah. identification, well, maybe not at this range, but somewhere sure. down the road. I almost sure. think those are the ways, and we'll laugh one day and go, "God, remember when we used to have eight thousand freaking email <laughs> yeah. or, uh, passwords?" <laughs> sure, yes. crazy. Yeah, yes. I, I can't believe really we haven't is. fixed this yet. You know? I feel like our desktops or our, our you know laptops need that little thumbprint mm -hmm. at this well, point. It, it's slowly happening because I know Surrey is now on. Uh, will be in the new uh, operating system for Mac, really, right. um, okay. which is which mm. is coming out. And so you're right. I bet later down the road. I mean, I hate to say it, but the IBM's have had uh, the, the 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 PCs have had it for years, right? They've had the fingerprint. They've yeah. had all that. Um, I didn't know that. But you I just could know... use in terms of passwords, like for oh websites? yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I didn't right know on that. right on the right on the side of the laptop, they have like that little. Um, but uh, okay. again, I think. Apple is smart by bringing it on when it is foolproof. And, Absolutely. And, and that's what I've, I think everything they've brought might not be the, the first in innovation, but they've done it correctly, you know? Yeah. It so, won't be buggy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 my, the touch ID thing works every time. I've seen people on other systems kind of having a little bit of an issue. But gosh, if we, yeah. can, if we could streamline this password thing, man, I would, that would be yeah. amazing. But totally. then we all want the security too. And the minute <laughs> exactly. one of us gets a breach or something, yes. we're like – why didn't you, you know, we're, we're the first to argue about it. Hey, so. let me add, let me add two quick tips. So one yeah. is related to when you said the, the touch ID with your mm -hmm. thumb. Um, an idea is to do multiple 
profiles of your thumb and or fingers. Uh-huh. So if you find that you grab your phone and just, you know, I have clients that say it, it never works for me. And I'm like, are you doing more than one profile? I didn't know you could. So I'm like, do your thumb multiple times. Do both thumbs, you know, do. And do your second. Sometimes the people, the index. The finger index finger. Well, right? Sure. I didn't sure. know that was an option until I redid yeah. it again. Where like I got most <laughs> yeah. of my fingers. Covered. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You just can't do your toes, Wes. Don't yeah. don't do that. I'm not. I'm not like monkey grabbing my phone with my. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Although maybe I should start. Yeah. Never know. Security. Yeah. The other tip. The other tip would be if you don't use a password program and you're still using the note idea, you know, like the. The Excel sheet or the Apple Note with all your passwords, at least secure it. With Apple Notes now, you can lock it so it's encrypted or at least it's locked down needing a password. So at least do that so you're not exposed to that one password that has banking information and everything else. You just don't want, obviously, for that to get in the wrong hands. Perfect. Yeah, good, good one. All right. So what are some other, you know, soft, like workflow do's and don'ts that you see people doing and you know, mistakes, ways you'd correct it, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we all are guilty of doing this, but it's that idea of, okay, this isn't working for me or I do something wrong and I'll, I'll fix it later or I'll, this is annoying. But, you know, if you stopped every time, if you counted up all those times, you said, I'm going to fix this later. Like at the Apple store, I'd see people come in and they would cancel the Wi-Fi for the Apple store. And then they'd wonder why their data, like I'm running out of data. Like, well, because <laughs> you're not using Wi-Fi when you could. So little things like that, when you think, I don't have the time to stop to fix this. And again, you add up all those, I don't have time to fix this. And mm-hmm. you could have just fixed it and, you know, be done with it. In that one yeah. instance. Yeah. And back to the idea of Mikhail was saying with making a list, I think that's brilliant. I mean, again, rather than saying, oh, I can Google this later. It's not that hard of a request. Well, you know, do you want to spend the time Googling it? And then you're like, well, is this a more recent article or is this a, you know, is this 10 years ago? It's an old operating Yeah, what system. do you trust? Yeah, so just make a note and then that's why a consultant can really help. We can just go through those lists really quick. And having that relationship, I'm going to put a plug back in for that because having that relationship, I'll have clients that check in with me once a month, once a quarter. Hey, you told me this was the best app for photo management. Is this still what you're using? Is this still what you're recommending? Yeah, it is. Or nope, I've actually gone to Google Photos and I'll tell you why. You know, those are the kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, If you love technology and you love on your free time reading and keeping up on stuff, great. If you don't and you have a life outside of that and you want to, you know, spend that time doing something else, then it wouldn't hurt to have a relationship with a a tech like that that you can keep in touch with. Uh, let's see. The other related thing we've talked about the automation, but kind of hand in hand is I now try to look for apps that will sync to all my devices. The the idea of an app that syncs in a silo kind of by itself are gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want you want something that you don't have to redo, you know, your calendar event or your app or your note or whatever in one device and it doesn't work on another. I want to be able to, if I could go to a Internet cafe in Europe, I want to be able to pull up iCloud and I can see all of my keynote uh, presentations I've done. I can see all of my contacts, my calendars, um, Dropbox, Evernote. I mean, these are apps we know, but just stick with the ones that are all over, you know, they're every yeah. platform. Yeah, yeah. that's a that good makes one. Sense. Yeah. What, and when it, go ahead, go oh, ahead. I was going to say, when it, when it comes to those day to day things that we could do too, I yeah. love to talk more specifically about our computers, our Macs, our yeah. these beasts that we rely on so much. Right. And it's those everyday little things. I still have those questions about, do I turn it off every day? Um, <clears throat> the bigger applications, um, you know, sure. it, it's heating up or this or that. Yeah. What are those let's, big common let, tips? This is awesome, Nick. Thank you. Yeah. And then in addition to that, let's group in um, <clears throat> software updates. Hold off. Do it right away. Um, and let's also group in like prompts that you, that might come up and you don't have any effing idea what they are. <laughs> and they always cool. come up at the you worst just time. Ignore oh, yes. them. They always come yeah. up at the worst time. You always ignore them and you have, or you have the option to hit cancel and then everything happens to work as it should anyway. But oh my gosh, yeah. what's going on in the background? Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. point. Good point. And I'll give you what I recommend, my personal opinion, knowing that others may have other opinions and that's, that's great. Um, when it comes to shutting down or sleeping, um, I never shut down my Mac unless it's just, you know, it's a possessed. 
Yeah, or a long period. Like long something period. is really yeah. crazy. Or I'm going to out of town. But a lot of times I'll leave my Mac on because I want to access it remotely. Yes. So um, I think, Mikhail, you and I talked about this, is I put in a hot spot, or I'm sorry, a hot corner, so I can just brush my yes. finger with my trackpad. I use this all the time now. Yeah, bottom right-hand corner. Oh, good. The bottom right-hand corner will sleep your monitor. That's the biggest thing as far as power. What kind of sorcery I, is this you're talking about now? <laughs> oh my gosh, Wes, you didn't so know excited. that? I'm so excited. Oh my God, come on. Cherry I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, oh, I do great. that every time I walk away from the computer. Yeah. I never knew that. Okay. Isn't that and, fun when you find that one thing that ever, you think everyone yeah. else, like, how come I didn't know that? And I'm not going like, to be able to sleep tonight now. I'm so <laughs> no, 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 no. It's totally fine because I only just recently learned about it from Brett. But it's in preferences, right, Brett? And yeah. So it's just under- go like you're going to change your, wall, your background, your wallpaper yeah. and mm-hmm. screensaver. Yeah. And it's called Hot Pot or Hot Corner. I was going to say Hot Pockets, but that's all no, I <laughs> We're getting – I know it's lunchtime. Yeah. Right? That's right. But come on, hot focus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Focus, focus. Hot corners and just set, you know, whatever you like. I I tend to like the bottom right hand corner Mm -hmm. for sleep display. And then, you know, I I will sleep my Mac. You can set the display settings or the power saver settings to automatically go to sleep after amount of time. And that's great. Then you never really worry about shutting it down all the way. Yeah. As far as um, notifications and software updates, you can, there's a preference actually that you can have it automatically do updates for you. The yeah. only ones that won't are ones that require a reboot and that will or restart. Like the, the Big Mac ones or the, yeah. the, the, the software ones. I noticed that too. That's the one where it won't do it in the background because uh, obviously it, it needs you to prompt and say, are you okay yeah. to shut down? Yes. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> gotcha. Again, it's funny. I'll have clients that will just say, I hate that it's asking me for that. I'm like, well, it's mm-hmm. asking for your protection. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing in this yeah. case. You know, yeah. you don't have to have an adversarial role with technology all the time. Yeah. Do you find you? Do you find yeah. too when when you um one thing I had gotten from a tip and it seemed to has been working fantastic with my iMac and I haven't had a problem since is not only sleeping it, but uh, I, I'm a Chrome user rather than um sure. Safari. Sorry. And they were saying to close close that if you're going to be leaving for a long period of time as well. And mm-hmm. I sleep now when I leave the office, and and I was finding I was getting that overheating like crazy. Oh. And because I was only I was leaving the screensaver on, but when I yeah. when I actually when it goes black. put it to sleep, I, that that it was almost like it wasn't shut down, but it was getting this really nice break and just calming down and cooling off for a while. Huh. And now I come back and and plus. Uh, uh, taking Chrome or turning it off or closing it made a huge difference because of how I didn't realize how much that was taking of my memory. Interesting. Is, is this a? Tr- I, is that? Have you heard anything of that? Or is, is just this all in Nick's crazy head? Or is that really true? <laughs> it's probably because I'm still working off such an old Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you're taking crazy pills, man. I know, but you what? know, I, I, yeah. someone had mentioned how much I. And when you look, we looked at it, and you can see obviously when you look at um, how much each app is you know running sure. in the background. It, sure. Chrome was killing it. Yeah. Really? And, uh, and my fans like were going on. And, is that way? Of course. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's a great point. And it's especially if we're coming from PC to Mac and we're not used to the idea of, you know, on the Mac you'd, or the PC, you'd hit the, the X and it would actually close the program. Mm-hmm. And for the Mac, there's that learning piece that you just close the window. Yeah. Your program's still open. And I'll have clients who will say, I'm running out of RAM. I've got to upgrade my RAM because I have. Yeah, you know, I try to close down every app when I'm done using it, and they've just closed mm-hmm. the window. So it just again mm. muscle memory of Command Q. Command Q. You're done with something. Actually, quit the program. And so that's not just as Wes you're saying, or um, sorry, you're saying um, Nick. Nick with uh, the idea of closing down the program. Um, I would just good practice protocol. Whenever you're done with an app, quit. Yeah. Um, this even goes back to the email thing is if you leave your email on just in the background and you have notifications on, mm-hmm. you're going to abrupt your disrupt your work all day long with new things. So I, I don't even open my email unless I have the time, the energy and attention to deal with why it come in. Okay. To the email. Okay. Yeah. So this is just a good, a good rule that I've initiated too for the past few months at the end of a work day, if I know I'm not going to sit down that night until next morning, mm-hmm. I, I go to my hotspot, of course. But prior to that, I quit all my Adobe programs. They're way too effing large. Mm-hmm. They'll continue to run in the background even when your computer is asleep. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So, and yeah. then the more that you quit. See, I wasn't crazy. <laughs> no, you're not. The more that you quit programs and restart them again, it's interesting. The longer I would have a program open and then reopen it, it would take that much longer to reinitiate. But if I've gotten into the habit of quitting, restarting programs, it would just pop right back up mm-hmm. pretty quickly, it seems. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just why, why not get into the routine of doing that? It doesn't take much yeah. at the end of every day. I always just thought when you put your computer to sleep, it was just asleep. I didn't realize it was still using resources. I used resources. to think the same. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a new, it's relatively new on the Mac that there's the preference in system preferences. Power, power nap? I think oh, it's called power, power nap. nap that actually will still do some activity like that when you're in sleep mode. Mm. So that's something to look into. Gotcha. Is there a reason you'd want to have that on? Like updates and stuff? Is that? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. Okay. So the hour is going really quick. So what I really want to be, to be able to sandwich in is the whole backup thing. Yeah. Because Brett had some really cool recommendations for me, which will also seem like commercialized plugs, but whatever. It's fine. Um, so we, we get to pick the, these are all companies we have to pick from every day. Yeah. You know, for all these solutions. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. <clears throat> Outside of, of the common best cloud only. systems like Dropbox and Google Drive, mm-hmm. you know, and portable drives. I mean, Wes has shared that he had his Lysia like just drop on him and not work anymore. And everything was, yeah. And um, Wes has a good system that he, a good subscription with um, a a company that he utilizes regularly. Um, I'm actually not using that company anymore. I have just switched to Google Drive for all that. Okay. 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 Yeah, I want. I just want to um, t- talk about Brett. The maintenance checks, maintenance checks. Like clean my clean my Mac is something that I've been utilizing since you left here the first time, and then um, um, backup recommendation backup. stuff that you have really appreciated over the course. Yeah, for, for sure. small businesses. Yeah, for sure. I'll talk about those. And just to go back to real quickly the uh, power nap. I just mm-hmm. didn't look oh, it up. Sorry. It's under, yes. it's under, it's good. It's under en- energy saver. And it's a checkbox for enable power nap. It says, while sleeping, your Mac can back up using Time Machine and periodically check for new emails, calendar, and other iCloud updates. Okay, I need to check for that. And that's a good segue. Go ahead. I'm I'm a power napper already. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) good. That's a good segue into backup, and I'll talk about Mm -hmm. Time Machine. Um, I'll tell you, if you don't have a belief in backup, go in and sit and watch the Genius Bar, you know, the Genius Bar area of an Apple store. Um, and listen to a few of their sob stories. You'll hear people come in, and it's it's heartbreaking. They'll say, yeah. please tell me you can restore my photos. Well, do you have a backup? Well, my phone is my backup. They're here. I'm like, no, sorry, no. that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> and, it's, and it's heartbreaking because there's only so much you can do, you know, sure. if it's gone. I saw that episode of Sex in the City. I think we all have. The sad <laughs> Mac. There you go. <laughs> yes, yes. Car- yes. Carrie had to learn the hard way. Oh, <laughs> Carrie did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you almost have to have one experience like that to be a believer to like never yeah, have it happen totally. again. Yep, but I'll often it. ask the question, do you have a backup for your backup? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, they'll say, no, I got it. I've got an external drive. I'm like, that is a time bomb. I hate to tell you, it yeah. eventually will go out. Yeah. So um, can't emphasize that enough and stress it to have the backup. Um, it's not a bad idea to actually have a external drive with your most valuable stuff that you can give a friend or a family member so it's off-site. Your home burns down, somebody breaks into your stuff, you know, steals your stuff, you still have those that data somewhere else. Um, not a bad idea to also have an offline. Mm-hmm. In fact, Mikhail and I talked about Crash Plan. That's a great solution. Or Backblaze, you know, mm-hmm. for 5 $8, somewhere in there a month, unlimited backup. You might as well yeah. do that and just throw stuff up, archive, Especially if you're dealing with a lot of clients, you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to reference this stuff again. Put it on one of these cloud services, and as long as you're paying that monthly fee, they're never going to delete it. So you've got years and years of archived, archived uh, client work that you don't necessarily have to have locally anymore. Yeah. And there it is. You just throw it yeah. on that external right, drive. Right, because Dropbox and Google Drive still utilize your local system. Well, double. Well, they it's still back both. it up. <clears throat> It's off site, yeah. but you control what of all your files, what you want native on your computer by selective sync. Well, selective sync, sure. Yeah. 
But why so, did I? And those, maybe I, love I misunderstood Dropbox. this. It's maybe great, I misunderstood this. Yeah, and those are great solutions for files that you're access, accessing often. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I like the crash plan and the backblaze approach when you're talking about full volumes, external hard drive, you know, terabyte. Not a daily, terabytes. not a daily basis kind of thing, right? It, it sure can be. It can be a it can be. Yeah, it's running on my my dashboard right now, and it's always you know having that backup when I make changes. I can go back archive. It actually holds any kind of deleted file you're making. It will hold those files also. So that's a great you know I use that in connection with Time Machine actually. Yes. So Time Machine is my local full system backup. I'll use Dropbox for one-off kind of applications or folders that I want to mm-hmm. store. But then I use that offline crash plan or backblaze approach for just everything that I want to store. And, you know, they, they, it's really affordable, for the, especially for a home user or small business. I, I don't necessarily enjoy or recommend the small business extra services for the money. Mm-hmm. I think the consumer residential yeah. plan is great. Yeah. Okay. Um, I live in a home with three teenagers. My wife, we all have computers. We only pay for one computer service. I just put on an external drive. I take it around to the boys and my wife and say, put on here anything you don't want to lose. And then I hook that external drive up to my one Mac and that all gets back up and, and back okay. up. Okay. I got gotcha. you. So, now, when you look at the things like Backblaze yeah. and some of those other ones, they're not accessible the same way Google Drive and Dropbox are where you can get them through the Finder. Is that correct? Uh, correct, but it's not difficult. There is a it's little not. console that yeah. I click on and I can say restore and it will show me just like a file structure, just like Finder, Great. Um, all of my my files and, and folders. And then there's a little checkbox you can tab tag on to say show deleted files and then it oh, even great. goes back further. So those are great. Now, those services also provide the overnight full hard drive replacement if you need everything overnight. I've not had a client that needed that yet, but yeah. for the most case, like you know, Mikhail mentioned, I have a few photographers I work with, and one needed client work right away, and so we were able to get on her crash plan, the little module, and download her client work right away, and then we put on the full restore, and it took a few weeks to get everything downloaded, but her external drive that she kept as her only backup, other than crash plan, crashed. Yeah, so, so you know, to me. Yeah, yeah, sure. right. Yeah. That's when I started backing stuff up remotely at that yeah. point. I mean, it was years of design work on that thing oh, that I, oh, yeah. You're killing and, me. I mean, you know, a different part of a chapter of my life. Like I probably would look at all that work and laugh at it now anyway. <laughs> but so it's all however, good. Oh, you know, there's <laughs> always something, there's always something you need from that, uh, yeah. that yeah. library. So it sounds yeah. like you're saying the best solution is obviously your external drive that's either time machine or daily that you have on on hand sure. go to a digital uh, or uh, off base cloud as well but then also try to keep those uh, you bring up a great point where bringing up those valuables and having them off site on yeah. a drive with a friend or, or a family yeah. member because you're totally right i always think about that if you know you could have six backups on your desk but if someone breaks in you they're not going to leave those what's behind what's the point yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're exactly. you're you're done with everything. So having the, as much as you can, even offsite, I guess sounds. But the, isn't offsite the same as having it be like remotely, like a like a backblaze or a Dropbox? Yeah, good question. Mm-hmm. I, I think the the difference is it's somebody close to you. I just that feel can, like it seems really cryptic and like Da Vinci Code to give someone a hard drive and like guard this with your life. <laughs> it's in a it's in a, it's in a little like safe box and yeah yeah that's you know, right. We're gonna have some questions. With the is touch all I'm ID. To get yeah, in. of course, of course, yeah. I gotta have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you know it's in a pinch if you needed that whole external drive restored. Oh yeah. We're not talking about the one-off files, Wes. We're talking about the whole drive. So again, it it could be a family member. It could be a friend that you like have this arrangement. You both have each other's hard drive. And every month when you get together for lunch or whatever, you exchange the hard drives and they're updated. You know, maybe it's that, but just the idea of having that I could plug my drive parties. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Forget book club. I know. What a blast. <laughs> I, 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 but you know what? You, you, it does sound like a lot, but my God, when, you, when you're stuck in that situation, yes. you would turn back time yes. if you could in a second yes. to, yes. to yeah. prevent that from happening. Sure. And I don't, I don't use Backblaze anymore, but I do remember one of the coolest things about it when I had it is you had the option. If, if, let's say your whole computer crapped out on you, you can, they will send you an external mm-hmm. hard drive. Like you have to pay for that, but with yes. all your stuff on it. Yes, 
Totally. So, and, yeah. Right. That that's why I think that's what Brett was referring to earlier when he said there was an overnight option that he hadn't had any of his clients really take advantage of yet. But it's yeah. just so nice to know that it's there. Yes, it is. Yeah. Let me say one thing that I love. I I will put Crash Plan over Backblaze at the moment because Crash Plan has a thing that they will never delete a file. Um, Backblaze after thirty days, if you have not connected that device to your computer, oh, okay. it'll go away. So for companies that always have their hard drives plugged in, you know, you okay. may save a dollar here or there by doing Backblaze, but I think Crash Plan, that feature alone is worth the endorsement for okay. me. That I can just I'd never have to hook up that external drive again. Yeah, Those right. files are still there. Nice. And they also have a free option that you can back up to a friend. We talked about physically taking the drive, but you could actually send the files to a friend that loads Crash Plan on their computer. And that's free. You don't need to pay a monthly fee for that. You can store offline photos or f- files to a friend that has Crash Plan. Crash Plan is brilliant. Nice. Good. <laughs> and I make no money on it. To say that. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say I don't make any kickback or anything. It's just a, my favorite choice of the moment. Um, one thing we haven't talked about that was kind of coming around. Michaela, you asked about um, uh, Clean My Mac, the idea oh, yeah. of something that can yeah. maintain. Thank you. That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Sure. And I love, I make no money on this endorsement. I just think it's a great <laughs> app. Um, cleanmymac.com will give you more information, but it's truly one of those apps that, and it's often, I, I get clients will say, I've heard to stay away from that. I'm like, that's MacKeeper. Because <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll see that come up on ads. I'm like, I did not download that. How's it on my system? And um, I really like this company and what they're doing with Clean My Mac. Um, it is one of those that you can install and it will notify you and prompt you when it's time, you know, your trash is too large or you can set all kind of criteria. When you go to an install an app, because we're used to the Mac being so simple, we think, oh, we can just drag that icon to the trash and the application's uninstalled. And a lot of times it works, but sometimes- And it will have rid of all the junk associated with it. Yeah. So Clean My Mac will actually look for those little finger, you know, mm-hmm. files that are elsewhere and you can organize, you can look at all your apps by last time I opened them. So you can say, why am I keeping this app I haven't used for four sure. years? You can delete it. You can organize it by size. You know, I've got these if you haven't worn the black apps. dress, just get rid of it. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. If you haven't worn it in a year, Minimize. toss it. Yeah. Yeah. Does, does Clean My be... Mac do, um, do you still have to defragment your drive? Great when question. You, when you take, because I always remember that when you took away big yeah. volumes. Oh, okay. Yes. Great point. And we're lucky with the Mac. We don't generally have to do that. But I will say if you start feeling like things are sluggish, it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Now, you can do it through um, you know, going to disk utility, looking at your drive, do first aid. Good. Or okay. something like Crash Plan is a little more easy. You know, The UI is easy to see that, okay, I want to maintain my drives. It does that for you in the background. Gotcha. It will notify you when th- there are issues. I told Mikkel this, and I might get in trouble with some of the ACNs that listen, the Apple consultants, but some of the consultants will charge for these services. And, of course, they do. I, I don't want to say it's equal because yeah. a lot of times they'll go much more into depth for businesses and monitoring when drives are bad. But for the freelance home user or freelance business owner, it's a good idea. I think Clean My Mac you know, is, what, $30, $40, and it will maintain a lot of those things for you, keeping track mm-hmm. of your you know, when you're running out of RAM, what it suggests you can And it'll prompt up. you, like, you haven't used me in a while, it's time, and I'll sk- run the scan, and I will have rid it at least a gigabyte every single time I run a cleanup. Yeah. Very smart. A, a quick example, it's the first time you install it, and it does a check of your drive. It'll pick up things like languages, you know, other languages than your native language that may be taking, you know, multiple gigs of space. Like, I don't need those languages. Wow, or, good idea. Or, Old iPhone or iPad backups. Like I'm never going back to my old phone, my 4S. You know? I just I just noticed that was still in my iCloud backup on the phone, an old older yes. version. I took it off. It removed like four gigs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was right. like, I don't need more memory, Apple. <laughs> exactly. Your data hoarders. Good try. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And so, what's so encouraging about all this, you guys, is that you know you just assume you know, oh, it's Apple. It's, 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 I'm, it's safe. I'm fine. I don't need to utilize any other third party, um, service or, or pay for a subscription because it's an Apple product. 
Well, it's yeah. encouraging that there are a lot of effective products out there that are super useful in the interim. Also, it's so much more layered than it was 10, 15 years ago. And yeah, you're totally right. We, we all think, oh, Apple, it's, it's, it's taken care of. But it's a totally different machine and, and network and, and plan between the phones and the iPads and your, and your machines that this is, you have to it's do just you, have, you have to do some work. Great. And, yeah. and I'm so glad we're talking about this because yeah, I think we, gotta... as, as, as uh, tech savvy as I sometimes think I am, you brought up 10 different things that I'm going to start doing this week because uh, I'm, I'm so excited about cleaning yeah. that up and being a little more proactive in this crap right. not happening anymore. Yeah, it's, it's you know? great. And hopefully the listeners are feeling the same. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm inspired. That's for damn sure. Cool. Okay, well, that's, right. that's a great point. I think that Apple will do a lot of things for most people, but when you really want to get more out of technology, sometimes a third party steps in and goes deeper you know, for things you need. And that's why I think tying it back together to having a relationship with a consultant that you can check in on. We're independent. We're not owned by or employed by Apple, so we can talk about third-party apps that in some ways compete. I mean, a quick example would be I love Evernote. In fact, I just today found out I'm a consultant with app with Evernote now to help oh. and train people. Cool. Yeah, wow. thanks. I'm excited. But at the same time, Apple Notes, which is built into every, you know, Apple product, um, is now starting to catch up. And for a long time, I just recommended Evernote. You know, I looked at Apple Notes as kind of Post-it, use it as a Post-it note, kind of a throwaway mm -hmm. temporary file. But mm -hmm. anymore, I'm like, it is. And so I yeah. will switch if Apple, because I think the integration is, the, the, you can't beat that kind of yeah. built-in integration. So I will, mm -hmm. why the relationship's important, I will change from month to month, every quarter, check in, I may have a different <laughs> strategy. You'll, you'll switch as soon as Apple buys Evernote. <laughs> you don't tell the party line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, so it, Brett. Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, anything you can tell us on the iPhone 7? <laughs> yeah, need to. Rumors, baby. <laughs> I know. I think you're I right. Know. Stuff you see now probably won't make the next phone. It may be a couple down. Yeah. They seem to always have four or five prototypes out floating, and yeah. then you know, people pick up different things. So anymore, I, I used to play that game, and it was fun. And I just, I, know. I just, yeah. I. But the last I, two or three, what, what we've seen in the months prior, really kind of comes forward. Um, and, sure. and and now it looks like we have a pretty good view of what it's going to be. It doesn't look that much different and yeah. we're losing the headphone jack. But there better be some uh, amazing, cool new thing that we don't know about. I'm yep. excited. I hope there is. Yeah, I want to be surprised. Good deal. good deal. I hope someday someday they come out with a Sports Illustrated football phone. Oh, Apple. yeah. Yeah, just change the shape up. <laughs> sure, why not why go not? retro? The football yeah. phone. <laughs> All right. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, Brett. Thanks for coming on with us. It's been uh, highly educational. So, good. So, where can uh, where would you like to direct people online who are looking for this kind of thing? Yeah, sure. I think first and foremost, since, since we've been talking about this personal relationship, looking at consultants.apple.com, and you just it's a locator. You can put in your zip code. It'll pull up. Like Mikhail said, you'll have multiple options that you can call and get a fill. Most of them provide a free consultation, so you can get a fill for if it's a good fit. Um, as you do with clients. Uh, my personal information is brettnord, B-R-E-T-T-N-O-R-D.com, just for a, kind of a landing page to all the social stuff. But then my company is Fine Tune Tech, and that's Fine Tune Tech Training. But Fine Tune Tech is Twitter and uh, .com. Thanks again, man. Appreciate <laughs> you it. Enjoyed it. All right, so we got a listener question right after this. We're going to talk some love at our friends at greengeeks.com. So, um, you know, hosting is one of those things that you all the best you can hope for is just something simple, easy, and they got your back when things go wrong. And that is Green Geeks. We're talking unlimited space and data transfer, um, 24-7, 365, U.S.-based support, phone or live chat, which is huge because I talked last time about how the only thing I like about GoDaddy is you can always get them on the phone. <laughs> apparently that's and that is the case of the green geeks as well but they're just a much better hosting company than that so uh yeah. it's a win-win super reliable over 99 percent uptime they'll migrate your site for you for free um you know it's just the best web hosting out there for the best price reseller plans start at 19.95 a month individual plans start at just 3.96 a month and you can take 20 percent off your first billing cycle just go to, don't go directly to their site. You got to go to the deependdesign.com slash hosting and use the promo code 
take 20 off. That's take two zero off. All right, this question is from Kathy in San Francisco, and Kathy says, I've got a question concerning project debriefs. This project was particularly challenging in almost every way, using every manager-client tool in my tool case, so the debrief from the design end will be interesting. I err on the side of very diplomatic, and also this is a potentially repeat client. What are some tips on how to frame those challenges in a debrief? For example, issue slash solution, or correct process versus how it went down. Mm. Um, okay, so if I can unpack this a little bit, she's saying that she's got a client and they're now asking her to kind of debrief and tell them about how she thinks the project went, how what they've accomplished, mm-hmm. what they could have done better. Am I right to... Yeah, yes. and then like how far yeah. to go without maybe going over the line of... Of being uh, sharing too much. Or, right. or, or, or risking losing them. She's saying she... Because mm-hmm. be there's a, potentiality uh, for ongoing... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So how true. I've never do been you in go? this conversation. I've never had this before. I, I, guys- I, I, I've been there, but not in a, I guess the, like, it wasn't called the debrief, but it was a more of a meeting to kind of say, Hey, what let's review. How did it go? And then how can we improve it? Maybe it was a challenging situation like hers, um, yeah. which I've been there a few times and my, my Sometimes biggest, it can indicate like some shit went down, like oh, yeah. like I'm getting called into the principal's office. Yeah, but let's take it like if someone's asking you for your opinion, it shows they're a caring yes. client and they want to know how to improve it. So my, that my is biggest true, but you know, I've been on the other side of this where they <laughs> they, they think they want to know the truth, but then as soon as you start getting too truthful, they start getting hurt feelings. Exactly, that can't and I happen. Think, I think it's probably safe to kind of uh, feel out how sensitive you think that that person is. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are really like, tell us, that, tell us the truth and, and give you that. I would hope they would say, you know, let's let's have an honest discussion about this. My, my biggest point would be to only, uh, you know, build your criticism or your concern around uh, how we can improve it and what it will benefit the next time around. She's saying about, you know, uh, you don't issue. have to focus on shit that went down. Yeah, don't. Maybe you mm-hmm. could just say, hey, when it came to timeline, I think if we look at it refreshingly in this way, we can speed the process up and do whatever. Yeah. Maybe it's um, you didn't get them to engage or give comments as much as they should have and there were too many revisions. So then you can say maybe at each checkpoint we should be diving deeper. Yeah. And, like just don't – like you said, yeah, exactly, Mikhail. Don't harsh – like don't come up with the past – and name names or no. point, no. just say what we need to do and yeah. really gear it towards the future and how, yeah. and stress how much because better it's going to be. Because then that gives them the outlook that you're having some um, good positive thoughts about an ongoing relationship too. Totally. And they can get a really positive vibe from that. I don't yep. think it's terrible to make a routine out of this. Once you instigate a project with somebody freshly for the first mm-hmm. time, why would you not make it known to them that you're proactive and sensitive to how they were receiving things and have a little powwow on what you'd like to improve because you don't know personalities going in. Mm-hmm. You get to know them throughout a first project. Mm-hmm. So that way you can... You'll quickly kind of figure out who is really receptive to your yeah. thoughts and yeah. who is kind of more of a bulldozer. Yeah. Right. You know, I think every meeting you're in, we'll there's going to be, be the bulldozers the who don't want to be told anything to do differently. No. Nope. Because they think they got it figured out. Yeah. And then there's the people that welcome your feedback, who think of you as the expert and who trust your feedback. So yeah. Yeah. I think your gut will tell you how diplomatic you need to be mm-hmm. based on the people in the room. Because you've already been working with them, you know? Yeah, totally. And if they're so not open the to intro. it, then if they're not open to it and yet they asked, it's kind of like, well, then we always say that might be a good sign that this could, that maybe there is no future or it's going to yeah, be a hassle be all the telling. way down. Right. Um, yeah. I, I would love for more of them to ask. And maybe this is something as designers and, 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 and business owners, we should maybe put into play on our own and say, hey, we'd love to do a debrief with you after a big project for the benefit of our relationship and our work relationship down the road. Um, yeah. That could be pretty, uh, I would love to hear that from anybody. I think that we hire or use off, you know, as an independent contractor or the way we work, yeah. you know? Well, it's great to do that for your own, for your own benefit after you yeah. work with the client in order to get a good case study and a good testimonial out of them. 
that too. Yes. Right. Good reviews. That, that, that benefits you and what you can put on yes. your website. Yep. Absolutely. And LinkedIn profile and all that. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think the, the main takeaway here is be, you know, read the room, know how much you can say and can't say. And I think any criticism you have, you have to couch it in an improvement that you Definitely. think not rather than saying you guys took forever to get stuff to me, say, you know, it took longer than we thought to get content. I would suggest we handle it this way next time. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's where we went wrong. Yep. You know, just have a suggestion for everything that's, that's wrong. Totally and I think agree. you, and I think that'll be fine. All right, cool. Yeah, so, like, um, thanks sorry. Kathy. Great question. Yeah, it, it is a good question. It mm-hmm. was a little, it's very specific, which is what we like. Mm-hmm. Cause we can't answer any more questions. Sorry guys about <laughs> if you need to go to school or not. Like we've got, <laughs> It made me think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should say we, we love getting questions, but we do have to say like questions like that or um, just soliciting general advice for starting off on your own. We probably can't take anymore because we've, we've kind of, you know, this is going to gonna help a lot of people when, when, yeah, don't hesitate if it. you have a question that's relative to that. Um, but it would be awesome if it was specific, more specific mm-hmm. about, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. I'm saying is um, we, we have to – questions have to be, like, unanswered previously for us to be able to do them anymore because we've just gotten so many over the years. But um, but anyway, send in your questions. We love getting them to questions at thedeependdesign.com. And you know we love the audio questions. Yeah, I get and to hear your voice. Yeah, Exactly. And they usually have some kind of a sexy accent, so it's even better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, love, we love those. Those are great. We love so, a sexy accents. So international. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And also on Twitter using hashtag DGDC. And where can people find you crazy kids online? Mikkel? I can be found on Facebook at MKM Design, MKMDesignCo.com. And that's my, my account for Instagram, MKM Design Co. Sweet. Nicholas? Same with me, LongoDesigns.com and LongoDesigns on Instagram. Um, and I don't know if you – are you guys on Snapchat? I can't figure I, I don't know, no. I know. Trust me. I I, I they, keep hearing I stu- people say I now, Mikhail, you have to get on. My my students have given me kind of a crash course in it, but it's, it is fun. And I'm telling you, I'm finding a lot of really cool artists who are showing more of a process because you can almost do like these little slideshows on it. Yeah. And, um, and, and do some real good content with They've it. They've been and, extremely successful. Yeah. So, so I um, feel like I, I'm due to give them a, a try. I just give it a shot. I, I, I Snapchatted a few of our little shots from today while we were recording, which is kind of cool. But I, I think it's neat to share a little more of that. I'm finding some really cool people to follow that have some fun um, content driven things on their work. So I'm at the Nick Longo. If you want to say hi, check it out. It's pretty fun. Cool. Sweet. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the deep end design. All right. So that'll be it for this show. And with that in mind, keep designing, catch us next time on the deeply graphic design cast. 